Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, February 21st, five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, the American flag that's currently behind you. Uh, Carl, the fabulous producer of the Tony Cat Show, took it down because I think he's leaving. And, uh, and he knows you won't do it. Well, Jason likes to stand up. Jason Hammer likes to stand up so the flag isn't in the right spot. He likes to open the blinds. It's a whole flag thing. So if you have, if you ever watch us on YouTube, you will notice that you just put Kendall and Casey in your YouTube search bar. You'll see us pop up. You will know mm-hmm. that that, that uh, I oftentimes have an American flag, which Carl, mm-hmm. our friend and producer of the Tony Katz Morning Show, yep. puts up every day. It's like a Boy Scout. He raises the flag. He, he lowers the flag. And it's gone. Right. And so I guess Carl's leaving early today. Yeah. He's he's leaving. Left early. He's got to do his, he's got to remove it before. Because he asked me, he goes, he comes in one day and he goes, you know, you know what you need behind you? I said, what, Carl? He said, you need an American flag. Mm -hmm. He said, you should, you should, it's always you. Like people are, Rob, you should do this. Mm -hmm. Rob, you should do that. I don't do anything anymore, Casey. Mm-hmm. I show up here for three hours a day and hang out with you. That's what I do. And I said, Carl, I am not doing that. If you would like to do that, thinking he would never do that. And almost every single day, he, he puts does. it up and takes it he down. Does. That's a uh, monkey in, monkey out uh, thing for me. That's an old management thing where people would walk monkey in, in. Monkey in, monkey out. monkey What out. is that? That's like when somebody... Uh, comes into your office and oh, yeah. says, hey, I've got this idea. We should do this. <laughs> okay, great. You're going to bring your monkey in. Uh-huh. you got to take one of these monkeys out. Uh-huh. So you just can't just yeah. keep bringing more monkeys in. Do you miss being in management at all? <laughs> like, if you could trade places with David Wood, and it could be the David and Kendall show, Kendall and David show, and Casey, you could be the manager. Mm-hmm. How much money would it take for you to do that? Hmm... There's not I, enough I don't know. money. I don't know because I'm I'm sitting here thinking how would I like to be a manager of Rob Kendall? But I mean, look what horrible. I'm doing right now. You know, I'm sitting here. <laughs> right, with you, you manage every me. Day. You basically so, manage me already. You do all the work on well, the show. Well, I'm almost thinking that like having David's job might be less time with you. It would be much less time. So, but then again, I gotta here's, consider the other issues. Here's how I approach my role <laughs> with management at this place, and I've learned this. It took me about five years. I've been here eight years now. It took me about five years to figure this out. They really don't want to see me. They don't want to talk to me. <laughs> and as long as they're not talking to me, everything's okay. I'm doing very well. Mm-hmm. When they tell me, and this happens about once a year, hey, can you come in here for a few minutes? Mm-hmm. It means it's never it's never anything good. And I have learned over my time here that if they just leave you alone mm-hmm. that means you're doing that's well. okay yes. yeah i don't want to be a target so actually stop bringing my name up <laughs> if you did that you wouldn't have to see me you would see me much less that's what i'm saying so maybe i i do want to be in management <laughs> <laughs> no come on we joke monkey in monkey out all right let's talk about julian assange his uh legal team was trying to fight the final attempt and avoid having him extradited to the United States. He's facing life in prison if convicted on espionage charges. So Julian Assange, you know my feeling on this, Casey. Julian Assange and Edward Snowden are national heroes. There should be monuments erected to both of them in our nation's capital. And the way that they have been treated is horrific. It is awful, horrendous. Um, And without sounding like Jackie Childs from Seinfeld, I mean, it's just, 
it is disgusting that these guys exposed abuses by our government and they are essentially i mean they can't come back obviously snowden is living in exile mm -hmm. and julian assange is fighting to get back because they could face the death penalty potentially mm -hmm. i mean they, they could they would be murdered and all these guys did was expose abuses of our government the government does the abusing and nothing happens to them the guys who expose the abuse of the government are living every day in fear for their lives. And one of the things Donald Trump absolutely should have done, and I have no idea why, is not pardon Edward Snowden and Julian Assange. Yeah, he should have done that. Uh, so Assange, he began WikiLinks, what, back in 2006? And he was just trying to expose the power structure and abuses of human, human rights. But isn't that the job of the journalist, by the way, is to report and document evidence well, and report it to the public well right and so much of what these guys exposed it wasn't like the government came out and said wait 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 a second here this is a big fraud and these guys are lying and and they're manipulating you and this is this is you know treasonous behavior because well they're making things up to try to get the citizenry to rise up against us most of that stuff has not only not been refuted, a bunch of it's been confirmed. Mm -hmm. The just massive abuse of a power and authority by the federal government, and yet nothing happens to any of those people who have done the abusing. So Thomas Massey, along with 13 other reps, including uh, Senator Rand Paul, they sent a letter to Joe yeah. Biden, and they were urging him to drop any of the prosecution the, against Those two Sanchez. guys should absolutely be pardoned because they— they did something very, very difficult, and it is something that every American citizen should be willing to do, is stand up for what's right, stand up for the people. You know, what's the saying? When you see something, say something. Mm -hmm. Well, they saw something, and they said something, and look at how they've been treated. Yes, absolutely. Those two guys should be pardoned. Uh, I'm not saying we should lift them up to the level of putting them on a dollar bill, but I am saying that they should be, in many cases, revered for their willingness to expose the abuse of our government against the people. And again, I would love to know from Donald Trump why on his way out the door he didn't pardon both of those guys. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Massey said that we uh, urge President Biden to ensure that this case is brought to a close in a timely manner. Well, it's too late for timely. Yeah, I mean, those guys, lives have been yeah. those guys' lives have been destroyed. And this is why good people don't speak out, because when good people see these sort of things, they say not only are these guys not lifted up as examples of what everyone else should be and do, they're, they flee for their lives, and, and in the case of Snowden, I mean, he's going to live in exile his entire life. And in the case of Julian Assange, he's probably going to die in a prison cell. So let's move on and talk about Nancy Pelosi and what she's been doing. She's been mingling with uh, royalty, the crown princess and prince of Sweden in San Francisco. And she was just on the Jen Psaki Lifestyle show. Of course she was. And she's floating this idea that Putin is blackmailing Donald Trump. Putin is probably the richest person in the world. Probably the richest person in the world. Forget all these ratings that people have. The richest person in the world. He's also the most, well, not the most evil, stiff competition for that honor, but nonetheless uh, among the top three or four most evil people in the world. What does he have on Donald Trump that he have to constantly be catering to Putin? Donald Trump is catering to Putin in her mind? 
Uh, well, that seems about it's right. It's like Joe Biden catering to Zelensky. But but what does that mean, catering to Putin? If your stance is that I believe we should mind our own damn business and we shouldn't spend hundreds of billions of dollars to a country that has no track record of liking us or supporting us or isn't in NATO and that we have a vested interest in our country having as positive a relationship as possible with someone that we should be depending on for alliances on international terrorism and sharing vested interest in things like energy, et cetera. If you're saying we should try to have the best relationship with them as possible and not support a country that has no track record of supporting us, that means you're aligned with Putin? Well, Boy, that sounds extreme, Casey. But it is an election year, which means we've got to have another... Russian collusion hoax. Absolutely. And she's launching that softball right there with Jen Psaki. Didn't Putin say he'd rather Ob- uh, Obama, uh, Biden, Biden win? Yes. did he say that? He did say that. Because, possibly because he thinks he can handle Biden. And I I, I mean, not tolerate, I mean direct, we've talked handle about, him. We've talked about this before, and I think you would be utterly naive to think that there should be no U.S. military stationed across the world. I think any reasonable person would say we have a vested interest in having a stabilizing presence, and in many cases our presence is 100% enough, and having strategic military, strategically placed military operations across the world. I, I think even the most anti-war person would be totally naive not to say that. But that doesn't mean that we have a vested interest in being involved in other people's conflicts, especially if both of the contestants have no track record of supporting or liking us. So it's being reported that uh, Biden has instructed his aides to dial up the attacks on Trump. More than they've already done? More than they've How already they do done. More than they've already done, Casey. It's also being reported that Joe Biden is really not happy about all of the talk of his age and the memory stuff that has come out since the Robert Hur report. And now we have this uh hour by hour schedule of what Biden does throughout his day. And I want to share some of it with you. He's woken by his cat when when Willow uh, jumps on his head, but not before 10 a.m. When was the last time you slept in until 10 a.m.? <laughs> the president of the United States mm-hmm. is sleeping in mm-hmm. until 10 a.m. each day. Yep. What if there's some international crisis at 6 yeah, or 7? The cat hasn't woken up What time do you get yet? up at each What time do you get up each day? It varies depending on what we have going on in the morning. I mean, you're always late, so I figured you roll out of bed about 7.53. No. Come on. It's like 6 a.m. Really? 6.30. You get up at 6 a.m. and it takes you that long to get here? You live two minutes from the radio station. I know. I know. What do you do all morning? I review the news <laughs> so that I'm prepared when I come in here. I, uh... Now, Make sure state, we're up to date on everything. State House Happenings Day, I wake up about 6 because mm-hmm. i got to do that early before the show. But I usually roll out of bed about 6.30, and I can be ready to go by 6.50. Mm-hmm. And that includes letting the dog out and feeding the dog. <laughs> now, if the baby wants fed, we right. usually strategically now— Which she probably does. Well, the baby's sleeping pattern now is set up to where I can strategically usually feed her at 5 a.m., and that will last her until about 7 or 8, at which time it is— Either my wife's job or the job of uh, whatever uh, grand parental caretaker is is in charge. Mm-hmm. But I can usually skadoodle on out the door by 6.50 to 7 a.m., which is the advantage 
of being a man, Casey. Mm -hmm. It takes no time whatsoever yeah. to get ready. By the way. You don't have to do the makeup and the hair routine. A, a proud parent moment here, and this is 100% because of my wife, because she is beautiful beyond belief, and I look like me. But I sent you updated photos of my child yesterday. Mm -hmm. Is she not the most beautiful baby in the whole world? She's adorable. Oh, my gosh. She is really, really cute. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, now, I will tell you, in my opinion, yeah. she's not my number one most adorable baby really? in the world. Because that would then have been who would that be? my own child. You're putting your own kid ahead of my kid? <laughs> Imagine My that. wife looks at me all the time and goes, do we just think she's beautiful because she's ours, or is she really beautiful? And I was like, no, she really could be the Gerber baby. No, she really is. Yeah, cute. And she really is. Cute. I have no idea how she's my kid looks. Sucking like that. her hands a lot, and are her cheeks? Yeah, the red. I think they're we red. got, teeth, got they, more teeth coming in. Are they chapped because she's sucking no, her thumb? No, is they're she, not. Is she sucking her thumb? Is that, or is it just her whole no, hand? She just chews on everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like when she just goes from one thing to another. We have one of these giganto play pens, mm -hmm. and she just moves from one thing to the next mm -hmm. uh and it's just chomp 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 i love chomp. the picture that you sent of me uh, you sent me of her yesterday because she was grabbing her foot yeah she's very athletic <laughs> she's gonna be a <laughs> she, gymnast of some of sort of course you can tell this <laughs> she's not even a year old but you can tell she she'll be in the olympics i'm sure of it uh it is kendall and casey it's 93 wibc good morning whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 21 after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. All right, you want to talk about property taxes, can we? It's so oh, much fun. Oh, goodness, yes, yes. The thing the legislature and the governor will do nothing about, despite mm -hmm. knowing that it is the leading issue, the, of course, Nikki Kelly from Indiana Capital Chronicle. Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, speaking of Nikki Kelly, she's going to be with Hammer and Nigel this yep. afternoon talking about that just wild article that they've got up at the Indiana Capital Chronicle about uh, Gabe Whitley, this guy running for Congress. Against and, Andre Carson. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the issue now that has come up with his donations and his campaign finance forms. This story, I mean, you read this story, right, Casey? It's incredible. It really is. It, it's it's amazing. So the article's called Indiana Congressional Candidate Faces Campaign Finance Scrutiny. <laughs> And I That's can only for us. right. I can only imagine what the Excel spreadsheet looked like when uh, people <laughs> were digging into this. Uh, but but this guy, he's got all of these um, contributions, all of these people that he's named as donating to his campaign. However. I, can I say it? We don't know if they're real people. Well, that's what Indiana Capital Chronicle they says. They they could not find these people mm -hmm. in in the article, and others have not been able to find the article. Uh, these 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 people that are named, and uh, and I am told there are multiple other people working on. Uh, shall we? What's the what's the word? Spotlights, uh, mm -hmm. investigations. Uh, what uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Exposes potentially okay. coming yes. on this because I think we may have just scratched the uh, the tip of the iceberg on this. We'll see how that plays out. But Nikki Kelly from Indiana Capital Chronicle, they were the first out of the gate on this. We'll be with Hammer and Nigel. And if you haven't read this article, it's unbelievable. Go to Indiana Capital Chronicle today and read this article that they'll be talking about this afternoon this is this is somebody who wants to represent you it's an un the 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 
the piece speaks for itself, and we will do a deep dive on Friday on this. Right. Mark Rutherford, uh, great attorney. We've had him on this show mm -hmm. before. He's actually uh, kind of represented myself and my wife on part of this. We are in the article. We are both mentioned in this article, mm -hmm. um, in fact, and uh, he's going to be with us Friday. We're going to do our own kind of deep dive on on this and maybe give some of the background on it, et cetera. Um, but it's unbelievable, and uh, Indiana Capital Chronicle is where you can find it. The point of all that is, Nikki Kelly was with us. Mm -hmm. or, or Was it last week we did a deep dive on this? Was it last week or this week? Talking I, about the surveys? Yeah, the, yes. 18 out of the 19 surveys said that the top priority, the top concern among Hoosiers is property taxes. Yeah. And uh, every year, the average American household shells out Almost $3,000 for real estate property taxes. I think the total is $2,869. And some states actually charge you a vehicle property tax oh, yeah. as well. Well, WalletHub, they came out and they did their report of the 2024 property taxes by state. So that means they rank who pays the most and who pays the least in regards to property taxes. And when it comes to real estate... Iowa topped the list, which really surprised me. I thought it would be New York or California. Iowa's the top on the list. Uh, New Jersey leading in vehicle taxes, but Hawaii enjoys the lowest real estate taxes. Yeah, so they they uh, the fifty one states think it includes the District of mm -hmm. Columbia. You've got New Jersey, who has the highest property taxes. It comes in the what do they they call it effective tax rate mm -hmm. um, at two point three three percent. Basically, so every year, whatever the value of your home is, you're going to pay 2.33%. As you said, Hawaii is the lowest. Now, Hawaii has a slew of taxes that make up for that. Hawaii is a, Hawaii is a very high tax, very expensive state, but in property taxes, they're pretty good. What's interesting to me, though, and we talked about how Nikki Kelly was with us last week to say, hey, in these citizen surveys that state senators are getting back, overwhelmingly people are saying, please fix property tax. Mm -hmm. Indiana in property taxes, for a deep red state, where we're told, oh, we're conservative, we're low tax, we're limited government. And this seems to be on almost all of these tax surveys that Wallet Hub and others do. Indiana comes in almost right in the middle mm -hmm. at 21st. We're always in the middle How is all of these surveys. All of these taxes, we're mm -hmm. right in the middle. So how is it in all red state, like there's not a Democrat to be found in terms of making decisions, but on all of these surveys and all of these taxes, whether it's you know, property tax, income tax, whatever, Indiana is like, almost always right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And the answer to that is the Indiana Republican Party is not a party of low taxes. They are not a party of limited government. They are a party of confiscate as much as your of your stuff as they can and then divide it up and give it out to other people. And we call that legalized vote buying. Take from, take from some, give it to others, wash it up, and hopefully we can make enough people happy to win the election. Okay, so the medium home value in Indiana is one. $183,000 and the annual taxes based on that are $1,400. But For what? Time out, time out. Yeah. For what? This is the question I always ask people. What the hell did the government have to do with you buying that home? As you said, the average. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, people, some people pay a lot more, but let's just say it's right. 14 15 is the number they have on Wallet Hub. Mm -hmm. Every single year, you are forced to pay taxes on something you don't monetize. Why is that okay? What the hell did the government do with having you buy that home? Nothing. Does the government pay your mortgage? I mean, maybe in some cases they do if you're lucky enough. I know they don't help pay mine. Do they help pay yours? No. 
The hell pay yours? No. no don't be And yet silly. every single year, and the worst part about this is, mm-hmm. if you don't pay it, they mm-hmm. can take it from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if your home is priced around $280,000, then your taxes are about $2,100. For what? Mm -hmm. And then you get the answers from these lawmakers. Well, how would we fund the local governments? Look, it's not going to stop until we stop it. And that's why yesterday, like when Curtis was here, and we didn't get a chance to do kind of a deep dive on Curtis's interview. Curtis Hill is running for governor. He didn't have an answer for it. You notice he had a good answer on the gas tax. Mm -hmm. He was strong on that one. But then when you get him on the property taxes... He said it's something they're going to have to look into and... What have we been doing the past two or three years? We've been looking at it. Mm -hmm. It sucks. It's still there. And and this is what gives me pause about, you know, because we talked about who you're going to vote for. This is what gives me pause about Curtis. Because that is the number one issue. And the surveys are showing it's the number one issue. And Curtis and all the rest of them, other than Jamie Rittenauer, haven't had a firm answer on what you're going to do about it. You have to do something, and the fact that you're running for governor, all of these people are running for governor, and you can't get a straight answer out of any of them on the property taxes tells me they're not going to do anything about it, and it's gross. It's almost It almost seems like it's a project so big that nobody wants to tackle it. I like Curtis Hill a lot. I, on about 90% of the stuff, give Curtis Hill an A, and I would like to, I would like to be able to vote for him. I'd like to be able to endorse him, but I can't do it yet because on the the issue the issue and it is so obvious it is the issue and it has been the issue for two years nobody has an answer including him you know what we didn't uh talk about that interview we had with him do you want to do it when we come back we normally kind of do a a recap yeah you want to do it when we come back and we didn't do that with him so i think we should it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So he's used to it. I mean, he just, he has a very commanding presence and he's very confident in what he's saying. And I felt like um, if you were to compare between him and uh, Doden, who we had in, and Suzanne Crouch, who we also had in, and even Jamie Rittenauer, who I would expect him to be a little bit more confident than Jamie uh, Rittenauer. But uh, I thought out of all of those candidates, he is the one who presented himself the most gubernatorial-like. Well, and it, the Cole Curtis thing is interesting, too, and we were talking about this, somebody and I were talking about this yesterday after we got off air, that... Curtis Hill had the allegations against him not surfaced. Now, keep in mind, Curtis Hill was never charged with anything criminally. Mm-hmm. No ethics violations were found against him. The uh, civil suits, I believe, have all been dismissed against him. The only thing that he was hit with was action from the disciplinary commission because his behavior as a lawyer didn't rise to the standard that they believed it should. And he did lose his law license for, I believe it was, he was suspended for 30 days and then was reinstated and continued to be attorney general. Had that not happened, Curtis Hill would be the governor of the state. He would be on his way to being the governor of the state. He's very well liked. He's very likable. And he's a very competent guy. I mean, you get an aura about him that when he walks in a room, somebody's in the room. Mm -hmm. Somebody important has walked in the room when when Curtis Hill walks in a room. And I, I think there are, from I kind of look at like 90% of the stuff with Curtis, I give him an A. I do question, though, that that on the, the non-social, on the fiscal side of things, the issue is property taxes. And the fact that he doesn't have any answer. I mean, let's face it. 
He did not have an answer for that. And I am done with people talking about how they got to study the issue mm -hmm. and how they got to come up with an answer for the issue. And I am toast on that. I like that he wants to get repeal the gas tax back to 2017 levels, but it is a red flag to me that he does not have an answer on the property tax. No, no nobody else does either. I wonder if uh, people will forgive him for those allegations from the past. I would also like to point out one thing, and this could just be a research issue, or maybe there's a change coming to this radio program that I'm not aware of. Yeah. But he to posted out on Twitter, and he said, 11 a.m., 2.20, interview with Rob Kendall. I was in this room. Yeah, you were. That does That's not, a bad miss. That does not bode well for him. That's so I'm saying maybe that was a research issue on his part. Yeah, it could be. But based on his, the previous allegations against him, I would think that they would be acutely aware and very, very vigilant. Yeah, that's that's a bad miss. Um, so what the, here's the here's the problem with the collective as we as we've got running right now. Okay, so you've got and you you were helping me. It was like therapy session afterwards because I was working through because I said I kind of want to vote for Curtis. I'm not committed to doing that yet. <laughs> yeah, kinda... and, I, and I listed all of the issues that you have with. Well, everyone so else. let's work through them, shall we? Because okay. what, what is a poor boy to do? This is the problem. Is I'm not in love with any of these candidates. I mean, I'm. I think right now I'd be a rainwater voter if the election were to be mm -hmm. had today. Now, what happens with the lieutenant governor's race might change, change my mind. Um, but let, let's work through it, right? Because while I'm not in love with Curtis, what else, what are my other choices okay, here? Okay, so I know uh, you're not a fan of Mike Braun because of the largest tax increase in right. the state of Indiana. How, how could I possibly, after spending eight years on this radio station, mm -hmm. rail, or seven years or whatever it's been now, right. railing against that against that just egregious gas tax increase, mm -hmm. how could I possibly say, yeah, it's cool, I'm going to vote for Mike Braun? I can't do that, can I? No. Well, I mean, I'm going to make me a hypocrite. You can, but uh, I don't think you will. Yeah. So he's out. Uh, Brad Chambers, I know you have a lot of... Um, issues with his involvement with the IEDC yeah. and the LEAP project yeah. that's going on there. And he's, he's Holcomb's guy. And the fact that it's he's Holcomb's guy. Yeah. He's hand, Holcomb's hand-picked guy. So he's out. So he's out. Uh, Eric Doden, I think you're... You met with him. You gave him advice. He didn't take any of the advice. I get the impression you feel like he's just not ready. He doesn't have any of the answers. He's very focused on small-town Indiana. Uh, but that's not enough to yeah, move the needle for you. Yeah, what what I just don't know what he's gonna do. I just don't know what he's gonna do, period. Like mm -hmm. he's very likable. He came in here, he's very nice. But did you walk out of there going, This is a bulldog that's gonna fight for me? You know, smash the general assembly with a sledgehammer to mm -hmm. get property tax reform or gas tax reform or whatever. Did did you get that feeling? And you got when you're that when you're the unknown guy, you gotta be that. You gotta be that person when you're the unknown when you're the unknown quantity. So why am I going to vote for an unknown quantity when I, it could be worse. Mm -hmm. He's very likable. He's super professional. The guy's made a gajillion dollars in business, but so is Brad Chambers. And I don't want any part of that, Casey. So you've got uh, Suzanne Crouch and, Obviously, you have issues with Eric Holcomb. What's the deal with you and Holcomb? <laughs> that was the first thing Casey ever asked me when she started um, working And there. her association with him, it's too close for comfort. That's just Holcomb 2.0, an extension of that administration. Right. And the fact that she was not completely accountable for her part. Sure. It's the it's the lack of standing up. And mm -hmm. there's there's no way you can I can reward that. So if that's the what I'm operating from, that leaves me two options, yep. if we're being honest with the audience. Uh, well, it, it technically leaves you four options. In my accounting, you've got Curtis Hill left. Yeah. 
You've got Jamie Rittenauer. Yeah. You've got Donald Rainwater. Yeah. And you've got Jennifer McCormick. Well, okay. Let's we're honest. We're honest brokers here, and we're just talking. Let's right now. Let's talk about the Republican primary. Okay. Because what happens with the the lieutenant governor's race will probably decide who I vote for in the general election. But um, okay, so we've got we, we basically got rain. We got uh, Rittenauer and Curtis Hill, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of really want to vote for Jamie Rittenauer because she would just be a total tornado and a total wild card. And would just make people totally miserable. But I'm really worried I would be throwing my vote away That's because exactly of the lack of money. Say. Like, like this is the lack of money. How do I, how do I square? Like, if I think Curtis could actually win, how would I just be like, eh, I like these two people kind of the same. Maybe her a little bit more, but she's not raising money. So how does she win mm-hmm. when he could actually win? This is what I'm struggling with right now. I think the real concern with Jamie Rittenauer is the fact that, um, Tony Kinnett should be in her. I mean, that's yeah. her wheelhouse is people like him. Yeah. And he came away saying that she was a complete lunatic. And <laughs> out of, when they had that uh, yeah. straw poll. But she was super impressive with us. The first time we talked to her, yeah, I was time. questioning. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I was like, yeah. well, okay. Yeah, that's true. I, I was less impressed, and that was more of a favor. Yeah. The second time, I was impressed by her growth. I think she has much more to do before yeah. she's ready she's for, raise money. for that position. And this is what I struggle with, Casey, because I think we know if I were to come out tomorrow and say, I endorse, I mean, look at how many votes Rainwater got. Mm-hmm. I got I got a literal award from the Libertarian Party because I pointed out what a abomination Holcomb was and how Rainwater was the only logical choice. Their words, 100,000 plus voters, not not mine. So it's a lot of pressure for me knowing that if I were to come out like, let's say, middle of March and say, hey, listeners, we got to vote for Curtis Hill, that could help sway the election. But I don't know if I want to do that because then I'm accountable to whatever, you know, bad choices he would make. And I'm not sure if I'm ready to throw my lot behind some guy who's got no answer on property taxes. Um, I, You know what? Maybe it's just me and I'm being personally offended. Yeah, but you, well, the, it the is the fact you. that he completely dismissed my presence... That's a bad miss. That's, well, that's this is what we talked about though with Curtis. The problem with Curtis is he's entourage guy. He's entourage guy. Somebody him. else set that up, and I'm sure the communication came through yeah. you. Uh, it did. So via text message, right? So they're thinking they're and and did they think it was the state house happening program? No, no. It's just a, it's just entourage. They, this is but we talked about the problem with Curtis is he's always got like three people walking around, delegating him. it to somebody else, and, and somebody else yeah. wasn't up to the task. And they blew it. The three doing people their blew research. it. Right. Yeah, that's bad miss. And especially a guy who is needs to yeah, win some female voters because there is a lot of women who aren't forgetting the allegations. Yeah, he needs you more and than And he even me. said that here yeah. in the studio when you were talking about endorsing. He was like, well, I don't care what you say. I want to know what Casey's going to do. Yeah, he Casey's blew that Casey's rethinking things now, Curtis. Yeah, Curtis, you need to be you nice blew to me off. Does that mean you're going to blow me off? Our listeners like Casey way better than me, office? too. Her endorsement's probably mm, way more interesting. important. It is Kendall and Casey. <laughs> it's 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. My name is Casey. That is Rob Kendall. And I know you're not a huge movie goer. As in never? Uh, I think the last movie I saw in the theater was Oppenheimer. Okay, so that would have been, la- is that last year? Is that yeah, right? last, last year. year. The only movie I have seen since 2015 in the theater mm-hmm. was the Elvis movie. And I only went to make my dear friend Shane happy, who is Mr. Elvis, you know, super fan man. So the last movie I would have seen was the Terminator movie that came out in 2015. I enjoy going, but I go kicking and screaming because I'd rather watch it from the couch. And why home. do you go? Your husband? Yeah. Is he a movie person? He, oh, he's a big time movie really? person. He would go once a week if it would be acceptable. Y- you know, your husband is a gamer man too, right? Like he enjoys computer games and things like that. Your, yeah. your husband and my wife at that night with WIBC. I know. They found each other, didn't they? They had a nerd convention. They play, <laughs> I don't know what this game is. RuneScape or something? Yeah, they were like, it was Minecraft? like, oh. Minecraft? I don't know. And it's, it, it's interesting. <laughs> Because we were both worried, like, who will they talk to? What will they do while they're here? And then it was like, oh, good. You two can talk about your nerd your nerd stuff. Right? Great. Very your good. stuff. Um, okay, so you don't like to go to the theater, but what about at home? No, I don't have the tension span. You know, it's funny you say this, because yeah. I was just thinking about this yesterday, because the Oppenheimer movie is out on Peacock now. Yeah. And I was like, I told my wife, I said, okay, let's sit down and watch this thing. And I got about five minutes into it. And there were just too many distractions. Yeah. You know, the, well, ba- with the, the baby. The baby. Yeah. But I'm that way anyway, which is I, I look at my phone too much. Uh, the only things I watch now are crime documentaries, <laughs> basically, Casey, because you can pause them uh-huh. and just start again. And I got five minutes into the Oppenheimer thing. It was like, this is not going to work. And then I thought, I'm not sure I could sit through something for three hours right? that, it, that it requires my full attention. Full attention. Yes. Um, okay. Well, then I won't recommend The Heart to you. The Heart? Okay, it's a short film. You might be able to sit through it. The Heart is the debut movie from Malia Obama. Oh, Obama's daughter. Yes. She's a movie director now. She is, and she's now dropping her last name. <laughs> she, what, is she like Cher? She's she, just Malia? She's just Malia Ann. Oh. <laughs> And she doesn't want to be known by her last name because she's afraid she'll be called a Nepo baby Oh, with her parents. Okay, this is interesting. So um, you're obviously in the public spotlight, mm-hmm. and I'm in the public spotlight. Mm-hmm. And so uh, is your spouse – now, look, your spouse was a public person, though, for, for a long time. For a very long time, yeah. I yeah. mean, he was a big, a big wig in the radio industry, mm-hmm. so he probably isn't, isn't that way. Like, my wife – she doesn't want the spotlight. She doesn't seek the spotlight. Right. That's the and, way my daughter is. And, you know, we, look, she worked. So when my wife and I met each other, she worked here. Mm-hmm. She was, she had, she was working here in college. And so she knew, like, she, I didn't get her any sympathy of being Rob, Rob Kendall's girlfriend and then Rob Kendall's husband, because you know what you're getting into when you walk into the thing. Yeah. And she's always been very good about, hey, I know you're in the public spotlight, but she doesn't want any part of that at all. However. She coming she, around? No, 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 oh, no, no. Okay. What, what I'm saying <laughs> is if you're a, an Obama's kid mm-hmm. and you're trying to do something that involves being in the public spotlight, everybody knows you're there because you're Obama's kid. I know. It's not like dropping your last name is going to do anything. That's the thing. Uh, people are still going to know that she's Michelle and Barack's right. daughter.
Yeah, so if she drops the last name. So it's is it more of an attention seeking thing? Of now? course it is. Yeah, it's 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 an ex- what this is is someone who is getting the opportunity because of who their parents are, but she doesn't want the public perception to be well. You got it because of who your parents are. But the reality is, if your name was Aaliyah Simpson <laughs> instead of Aaliyah Obama, you wouldn't be getting this opportunity. So it's like, look at me, but don't look at exactly. me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And 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 look the 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 um. You know, landscape, sports is a great example. There are very few um, athletes who have been able to follow their famous fathers. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, a couple examples of people who did pretty well were uh, Barry Bonds was Bobby Bonds' son, Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey Sr. But there's not many out there because of the pressure of, hey, my dad was. Living up to who your dad was. Whatever. It's like the thing with Charlie Woods, Tiger Woods. Oh, my gosh, he's going to be the greatest golfer. No, he's probably not. Mm -hmm. Because golf's really hard, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter who your dad is. Golf's (laughs) really hard. And the the pressure and these unreasonable expectations. And so you see this a lot. And and so I would imagine that, well, look, athletics is you got to succeed. You got to score. You got to win. That's how you're, you're judged. Yeah. Making it's, a movie's a little different it is. because it's all failures all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, exactly. Subjective. So I, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where she's doing it to not get attention, but by doing it, she's getting attention. I respect her for wanting to make a name on her own, but she but, doesn't. But exactly, would any of the doors have been open for her had she just been any other person? Sure, and you're absolutely, you're a hundred percent correct. This little girl. Now, she wasn't born on third base because he wasn't a, I think she had been born before he was a senator, et cetera. But let's face it. Mm-hmm. If it's a competition between Rob Kendall and Aaliyah Obama, who's got the <laughs> higher competitive advantage here, Casey? Right, right. I think it would this be is, the- My dad jokes about this all the time, and I we always chuckle. He goes, this is why I never wanted to accomplish anything in life. I wanted to make sure you knew your successes were your own. Set the bar really low, <laughs> so it's really easy for you to hop over it. That's actually a good line. I think I'm going to start using that with my daughter. You know, you know, honey, no one's done more with less, so you've got a good start. Um, okay, so along those lines, I came across this comedian. I thought it was a pretty funny uh-huh. bit. His name is Kyle Kinane, oh. and he's talking about movies, and uh, check this out. I think that the last eight years, eight years in this country has really ruined the whole the president's been kidnapped genre of action movie. I will say that it has deflated my enthusiasm. Man, that was a fun movie. Ten years ago, that was fun. Oh, you'd go, to, you'd go right to the cinema on Friday. The president's been kidnapped. Oh, no, who's going to save him? Channing Tatum? I hope his shirt doesn't come off. We were all... <laughs> we were excited for those. You can't make that movie now. That movie does not have the steam it once held. The president's been kidnapped. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's not good out there. <laughs> People aren't happy, man. <laughs> Inflation's out of control. There you go. Uh, movie, good stuff. movie comedy. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jason. And thank you for listening. Tony Katz is up next. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.